And we're back here at Inside Black and Gold. One more segment coming at you. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. You can follow me on Twitter. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear about in the next few episodes, which hopefully will not include as much breaking news. But hey, they definitely will. At Jeff Nowak. I'm sorry, at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow Steve at Steve Geller WWL. And this is going to be the mailbag. And we are going to dive in head first. This is 504 Company. I assume that's what the CO stands for says, yes, get Carr without giving up a pick and still draft Hendon Hooker at 29 or 40. Be smart and patient, Mickey. And that's and that's the question I think that, that a lot of people will debate is whether it is worth trading for Derek Carr when you know that you could just go sign him as a free agent in a couple weeks when the, bar, when the Raiders definitely cut him. Now, what you can't guarantee is no other team would trade for him. And... I think that's where it's like, it really comes down to whether you want him as your quarterback or not, because I don't think you can go half in on a quarterback. I don't think successful teams do that. Um, But what do you think, Steve? No, this is very interesting right now, because obviously to me, I feel like the Saints are making it uh, known how interested obviously they are with him, hosting him, you know, keeping him another day. And if nothing else, I just think it's a huge positive to build up that relationship if it comes down to him getting released and then you're amongst all those other teams now in that bidding war, you at least have that established relationship that's fresh with Carr already. Yeah, and that's who that dude brought that up. It's like, yes, if you if he gets the free agency, then you're at the mercy of whatever the market develops. And so that's kind of where I'm at with it is like, I don't think you're going to get a discount in free agency, but you do have a much more complicated road to potentially signing him than if you're able to trade for him and have him agree with it. So I, I think that's where, like, I think if you can make a trade for a reasonable asset, you know, I, ideally maybe even less than a third rounder because the Raiders aren't going to have a lot of leverage. And if you're the only team at the table, maybe you can get away with something cheaper like the Panthers did with the Baker Mayfield last year because I don't think anyone wanted Baker and the Panthers were just happy to get something for him. And I think the Raiders could end up in that situation too. Who Dat Dude also points out for Derek Carr last night was wine and dine day. Today was the meetings. And I think that's probably what was happening, right? Like they had a, a long dinner and then today is where they kind of get into it. But well, we'll see. So here's another one. And he's responding to Who Dat Dude and says, I hear you. If he doesn't choose us in free agency, then you move on to the next option. I would not lose any sleep if we don't get him. But I mean, like, if that's where you're at, if you're only half in, then you don't sign him, right? Then you move on and you go somewhere else. Um, but like, that's that's the determination, right? I don't think the Saints are going to be like, well, let's see what happens. Either you go for it or you don't. Yeah, I think we saw that with them. How close they really were with Deshaun Watson last year. They were pretty aggressive. And this, this obviously, you know, them coming out and being first on board here. Although, who knows? Maybe... Maybe we're getting all played too. Are there no other suitors for Derek Carr that that might be interested in sending a draft pick their way? If not, that really helps the Saints' chances of just you know a sixth or seventh rounder to you kind of deal. Yeah, and 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 the thing is too, like if Derek Carr really does want to come here, he could help the Saints in that kind of process by saying. I only want to go there. I'll veto it anywhere else. Right? So if you can get in good with Derek right now 
and say, hey, if you go back and tell the Raiders that you will veto any trade to a destination that is not New Orleans, then, uh, hey, maybe, uh, maybe that's a fourth rounder. Maybe that's a fifth rounder. Because at that point, the Raiders don't have leverage at all. And so that's that's going to benefit. And like, again, like I said, like if I'm a quarterback and I'm signing a deal, I'm si- like if it's a question of like a couple million dollars versus a no trade clause, I am putting a no trade clause in there 100% of the time. To me, you know, you're looking at uh, no question for a lot of folks is, is Derek Carr really worth it? It's like, well, what other quarterbacks are honestly going to be available to you? And I know Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the tip of everyone's tongue of probably on that elite scale end but i don't i don't think he's coming to new orleans yeah and i don't and the packers have already kind of said they're not going to trade him within the nfc so i think that's going to be a tough one luis lockett here says could we swap Jameis winston for Derek carr i mean i doubt it but that's interesting right maybe that does help you if the raiders are interested in Jameis, and you can include him in that trade and you know maybe it does kind of helps both sides right and it gives Jameis a place where he could potentially start I think it would I think the Saints would still owe a good chunk of his salary because it's dead money um but maybe that would help not have to send back as much um but yeah it's, it's a good question it's interesting I like that I like that fit Here's Mookie twelve thirteen before garbage McDaniel's got to the Raiders from twenty eight to twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one. Carr had a sixty seven percent completion percentage, four thousand yards each year. Carr is two and zero versus Drew Brees and Sean Payton, but he's zero and one against Dennis Allen. <laughs> that last part was me. Uh, he's averaging zero points per game against the Dennis Allen defense. Um, you know, I, I do think that he struggled this year. Yeah, he didn't have his best year. In the perfect conditions of the Superdome, we saw him score zero points. No, and, and I think you're going to look at this and be like, well, he his numbers were on par with Andy Dalton. But it's like you're not hoping for the Derek Carr. Like you're not trading for the Derek Carr you saw last year in, in Vegas. And the idea that you can get the previous version is, is has to be what you're going after. Because, yes, he did struggle last year. The Raiders were bad last year. And so you're kind of projecting more so than than just going based off straight numbers. You have to be, otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. Um, I will definitely stick up for him with a you know a, a terrible offensive line and the fact that a, a lot of his for most of the year he didn't have two top targets. And I know you could say that for the, the Saints had issues with that too, but you know what I mean. Here's a here's a funny one. It says this is Data Saints number one. I think D A D A maybe maybe he's a big D A fan. I don't know. Uh, defense against the dark arts <laughs> says Saints. Sorry, Saints shouldn't act like they're too good for Carr. Mess around and get Cooper Rush as your QB. Yeah, like I said, you look at that veteran, that free agent market for QBs. It is not sexy out there. No, and, and it's like at a certain point, you're you're just saying, okay, we're gonna we're not gonna be competitive this season, and that's where you would be if you end up with the Cooper Rush, right? And that, that's an injustice to this roster, who I think has – obviously, there's still some missing things, obviously, for the Saints, but there's still top-tier talent up and down the board here that people would die for. Yeah, this team isn't built to tank. And in order to tank, you would have to sell off – like, if you're going to just resign yourself to the fact that you're going to be a top – picking top five in the draft, like the Texans did this year, then you would have to make moves to accommodate that and – you're not going to do that. 
So you do have to kind of be aggressive in in how you bring in a quarterback because otherwise you're just yeah, otherwise you're you're in the middle and you're you're trying to play both sides and you can't do that. Like and not if you want to be a contending team. No, and, and I think I really do believe that uh, adding a guy like Carr makes you above average. You're not middle of the pack with Derek Carr. I think the jury's still out on that, but like I think you're at least taking a swing. And going back going back to Andy Dalton would be at best a bunt. Like maybe you get to first base, right? Like maybe in this in this analogy, first base is not sexual. It's the playoffs and the wild card round. Like maybe you get there, but like that's all you're that's all you're really hoping for. And so like yeah, maybe maybe you take a swing. This is a long form metaphor here, but you take a swing and you just whiff completely, right? You take a swing and you just hit a line drive back to the pitcher's mound, but at least you're swinging, right? Like two outs in the bottom of the ninth, I'm not bunting. But hey, <laughs> that's that's me. But it, but it, sometimes they have the shift on, and a bunt down the third baseline is a guaranteed hit. I don't know. This metaphor is kind of going off the rails. Either way, I think that's that's where I would I want to see a team that's going to take swings, and and that's just not what Andy Dalton is. No, and hey, man, they they took a big swing and missed last year with who? Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that was a swing. I'd like to see them at least swinging. Now, I was okay with not getting Deshaun Watson, but yes, exactly. Good point. You have just forced me back into my metaphor, my analogy here. Um, yes, yes. Like, this is a team that wants to take swings, and I think they're going to keep doing it, and so that's what this is. They might have choked up on the bat a little, you know? A little bit, but you know what? Hey, the quality of person and the injury history of Derek Carr is pretty immaculate. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's available. I think that's something that Hondo said. And it's true. Like he's available. And uh, that's, that's a good thing that, that you can't hold that against. Him. Well, I'm just saying too, also, also with the character issue, you know, you know, he's a, he's a pretty squeaky clean guy. Yeah. Nothing, nothing's come out in that front, right? Like that's, that's a positive thing, right? Like trading for Aaron Rodgers, you have to deal with Aaron Rodgers. Right, like I haven't ever heard anything about Derek Carr that makes that makes you be like, ah, you know, some kind of dark retreat he's heading on. Supposedly, he told Aaron. Yeah, yeah, he's on like a darkness retreat. Freaking weirdo. Hey, man, if it, if it helps you, sure. Five hundred four, Kogan. You got to get Carr another wide receiver, either via the draft or free agency, or bring Mike back. It's a good point. I do think you have to do something at wide receiver, even if you you know, I because you're assuming you move on from Mike. And so you do have a good core kind of start with Olave and Rashid, but you do need a possession receiver. Jarvis was supposed to be that guy. It did not work out. Maybe you bring him back and hope for health. I don't know. I definitely agree. You still got to stock up on at that position. And unless there's that miracle of miracle ways, we do find a way to get Mike T back on this roster and a healthy Mike T, obviously, because Thomas, Olave, Rashid, it's, Sounds like a short of a good time for me. And I know that's dreamland, but it's it's not it's nice to to at least picture that for a moment. Here's AKA the scientist says no trade, he will get cut. And yeah, I mean I, I get it. I get that take. In the end, I don't think a trade is gonna happen, honestly. I, I don't think this that the Saints will end up doing it and they end up they're just doing their due diligence, quote unquote, and homework right now, getting in good with car and they they end up then obviously pursuing him on the open market when the Raiders do cut him. Yeah, 
Right. And I think it's just, it's, they want to be in a position where they can make a trade if, if it fits what they want to do. Right. It's like you said earlier, like one of the things you said, and I disagreed with was that they're all in. I don't think they're all in. And like, that's kind of where you're at. See, I, I think they've locked in on their guy and they're just, I, I do. I think they're willing to do whatever it takes now to get him in. I think they're deciding right now. I think they're trying to figure out right now whether that is the case. And like after this week, maybe maybe they are all in. But I think that's what this visit is supposed to be, is, is about learning whether you are all in on a guy. Yeah, and I think obviously you're trying to sell car that this is this is where you want to be and, and definitely a guy that needs to feel wanted after what happened with the Raiders. Yeah, and so the, and we talked about this earlier. This is 504 Hot Boy. Is the going rate for a starting QB in the NFL is what it is and is what it is and Carr is a starting QB. And I think that's like I, I think that's a good point. Is like you are not going to get a discount negotiating in free agency. Now, what you can say is if you do bring him in as a free agent as opposed to the contract he is on, you can get more creative with how it is structured. And if I'm the Saints and I do have a very particular way that I go about building contracts and and organizing contracts I don't necessarily want to bring in whatever deal the Raiders have structured because it might not fit what I want it to be and so even if you end up paying him the same amount on a new deal you could at least build it out in a way that is more suitable for your very unique cap structure and so I think that's a good point um, in this whole thing but I don't know how much you can really get done and when you're talking about paying a guy 30 million either way it's going to get you're going to have to be very creative but definitely you you're going to be looking to do that for pretty much most guys that you're bringing in at that position you know what I mean unless you're really going in that direction of an Andy Dalton as your starter again and if Andy Dalton's going to be quote unquote your starter he's going to be looking for more bucks than he got last year cuz you could say he was technically a bargain. You don't pay a starting if you bring in a guy to be your starting quarterback, you're not paying him one year three million dollars. And if you are, that means that you're tanking. But what, what do you think Dalton gets on the market after this season with the Saints? I think he'll get more than one year three million dollars. I think he did show he's good enough to be a backup in the NFL. The question is, well, do the Saints feel like he was good enough as a starter to be their starter? And I sure hope not. No, and I think that's why this they went forward obviously with this pursuit. Of Derek Carr. And again, like I, I do think that it's worth noting that bringing in Derek Carr doesn't mean you're done drafting quarterbacks. I think it actually means that you ramp up drafting quarterbacks. Like you do start really going in and evaluating guys like a Jake Hayner, like a Hendon Hooker. And while those are lottery tickets at best, in my opinion, you got to buy a ticket to have a chance to win. You know, I get... Maybe lottery lottery ticket is probably not a fair enough representation. It's more like you know you, you you're throwing darts at a board, and while the Saints don't want to be throwing darts, to some extent, when you're taking a guy in the mid rounds and you're saying this is a project and we're going to see what we have, you have to be. It is dart throwing. See, for me, if you're if you're going to really do this deal for Derek Carr, that 29th pick, there ain't no way in hell I'm taking a quarterback. No, I'm not taking quarterback at 29. Unless, unless I really, really fell in love with a guy that's the senior bowl. I don't know anything about um, Tanner McKee, Stanford. I don't know much about Tanner McKee, right? So he's probably a guy you could look at at 29 and say maybe. But yeah, I, I don't know if that's what you do. But at 40, 
that's where you might get might get a little crazy and go after a Hendon Hooker, right? Which is a, a very popular name. People seem to love Hendon Hooker. And I don't know if it's because he's got a catchy name and they want to make the jokes. But, like, for whatever reason, Saints fans are in love with this guy. I'm just trying. If I'm, if I'm Except for Dustin. I'm just trying. If I'm if I'm making that move, like I said, to get Derek Carr, those early assets in the draft, I'm trying to surround him with as much help as possible. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. Dust, Dustin is one. I shouldn't say everybody because Dustin here, Dustin156 says, Hendon Hooker got y'all tripping. He ain't it. Last thing we need is an injured quarterback. Poop emoji, poop emoji. And, yeah, the injury does concern me a little bit for sure. Yeah, I know that's been a big one, and I think it's because obviously he's – He's the guy that's going to take a dip in the draft just because of the injury. I also don't necessarily see him as the true dual threat guy. Like, I've watched him play a lot, and I'm always disappointed with how he runs the ball. Like, he he never gets enough yard. Like, you see these wide gaping holes that he can run through, and it's like, he's not that fast. He does run. He's willing to run. And... Tennessee gave him a lot of designed runs, but I'm always disappointed when when he doesn't get more out of them. Like he, like you see Justin Fields, for example, like a true dual threat guy. Like he gets space in the open field, he's gone. Same thing with like a Daniel Jones. Even I don't see that with Hendon. Maybe maybe it's because of how Tennessee lines up and the way they kind of stretch to the edges of the field makes it so there's always defensive backs coming downhill at him. That could be part of it. Like you don't get as much uh, angle. Uh, you don't get. The type of angles you might um, because of that, but anyway, I, I I don't hate Hendon Hooker, but I'm not as, as enamored with him as most people. Yeah, uh, I would I would hope that's not in reference to Carr because I, I would think, however you feel about him, you have to believe. I would think you would believe he's an upgrade over Andy Dalton if you're not even putting the financial dynamics into it. But he does have one important quality, as Myron Wilson points out here. He did go to Tennessee, and the Saints do seem to love Tennessee players. <laughs> um, they they have at least four, right? Alvin, Kamara, Shy Tuttle, Alante Taylor. That might be it. I think that might be it. Oh, no, Bryce Thompson. Bryce Thompson's Tennessee. Oh, nice pull. Yeah, I knew there was at least one more. Um I agree. Um, then we can end on this. Chris P says, I know it's a stretch, but what about Lamar? I still think Lamar is a very intriguing option. Yeah, that'd be like that'd be like the golden goose prize or whatever you want to say. I just don't know how realistic it is obtainable and and how much affordable too, contract wise even. I know you know the the, the, the quote unquote the Saints will find a way, but that then puts you uh it it just would hurt a lot. One of the things for me that makes it complicated is the timing of it, right? So it's like, do you want to bring in Derek Carr right now on his current contract? Because if you do, then it has to be done by next week. Now, if you want, if you'd rather wait till free agency, then that kind of opens up a whole other array of options in terms of, yeah, you could probably wait out Lamar getting franchised and try to trade for him. Um, but you know, that might put you at a disadvantage in, in other respects and, if you've already kind of made the determination internally that Derek Carr is that guy and you don't want to wait, then I can understand that. But I, I still really like Lamar Jackson as an option. Um, but I don't think this team is going to want to leverage the type of assets they would have to to get him. Agree there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously that's that's a guy, though, too. I would not mind 
leveraging those assets and be willing to pay him. And, and I was not feeling the love for Deshaun Watson last year, not just because of the background, but because also the money that was involved with it. He just didn't seem worth it to me because of all that. That's fair. But all right. I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. We've been on here for about 90 minutes. We've had a lot of engagement. I do appreciate that as always. A lot of questions answered. Hopefully while we were on here and I wasn't paying attention to Twitter, nothing crazy happened. Because that's I was like living in fear all day of like, damn it, the second we start this podcast, something's going to happen. And actually, it's now it's even worse because we're done with the podcast. So we can't even react to it. So all this information we shared that will be completely wrong by the morning when this podcast actually posts on the apps just enjoy it we only thing we missed was some fake news about Derek Carr honestly there was fake news there was fake news what was it that he had a chance a trip scheduled to Carolina and then he canceled it that's fake yeah and we're repeating it so now it's real (laughs) that's what I just when you were mentioning that you know being away from Twitter it is kind of like you know, you feel like you might be missing something sometimes and it's kind of nerve wracking. And while you were mentioning that, I checked in and I was like, oh, oh, okay. It's, it's, it was, it came out and then it was already debunked. All right. Good stuff. Well, again, thanks as always to the listeners. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't, wherever you are listening or watching or whatever it is you're doing, hit the like button. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Follow Steve at Steve Geller, WWL. You can check us out on Sports Talk tomorrow, Friday. At 4 to 8 p.m. WWL, well, I'm sorry, 4 to 7 p.m. WWL AM 870 FM 105.3 in the Odyssey app. I've gotten good at saying that fast. Philadelphia Eagles 31, Kansas City Chiefs 24. Steve asked me if, like, because I grew up watching the Giants that I might root for the Eagles out of NSC solidarity, and I said, hell no, the Eagles suck. Well, that's just something I always laugh just during college football season when everyone's like, SEC pride. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. No, those are the teams I don't like. I'd rather be have the team I'm indifferent about win. I don't want to have to like hear reigning champion Eagles every time the Giants lose to them by 40 points next year. This is not what I want. And then you hear fly, Eagles fly, Boston Scott. And yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, they also have the worst chance. Anyway, all right. That's it. This is Inside Black and Gold. Thanks, everyone, for coming in and hanging out as always. Peace. Peace.